is true culinary, this is what's behind the scenes. Cooking in the kitchen, that big money when we eat all oh. Hungry Baby, episode 31 of the Rags to Dishes podcast. I'm your host, Max Messier-Richter. With me, as always, is Dan Cotter. Dan? Hello. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone that is still listening to this podcast after last week's cliffhanger. Guys, what did you think of last week's? It was pretty epic, right? Well, we got Jimmy back to finish the story. Let's I mean, go. I'm in the house again. <laughs> Jimmy, we got him back here. He's back on the mic. We're ready for part two. So last time we had just gotten through a myriad of jobs that you had worked. We, uh, I think we established planes, planes trains, trains, and automobiles. automobiles. And, and boats. I, I, I and skipped boats. a few. I skipped a few. Boats in there, and hose. And McDonald's. You know, there was some, there was some good shit going on. I, I roofed a couple of times, too. That was, uh, I watched a guy fly off of uh, a two-story house on a piece of plywood. <laughs> this is going to take at least an hour before we get no, back no, to that. I'm telling you. That. So tell me more. So we were roofing. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, roofers, I don't know if you know this. But I'm betting I don't, but let me have it. They're all animals. <laughs> okay. Checking out I so to, hard. I'm to, looking and it checks out. I used to work for this guy, Bill. Bill's roofing. And his motto was, we roof high. <laughs> okay. All the shirts said, we roof high. And he used to pay. Seems like a job that's like you want to have your wits about you. It's kind of dangerous. Oh, no. He would roll like fucking 15 joints a day while we worked. And then on Fridays, we would just take apart the ashtray roaches and just roll joints out of those and still get like 15. Like <laughs> Every hour, I'd be like, all right, it's time to take a weed break. Oh, my God. And we'd go up and we'd go up to the top of the house. We'd go up to the roof. You always want to go to the roof. All right, let's go get high on the roof. No one can bother us there. I mean, set, set it on your shirts. <laughs> the so. cops will never reach us up here. So we'd go get high. And we were working with this guy, and he and he fucking put all his weight on the plywood. He was going to nail down a new piece of plywood on a roof, right? Yeah. And and there wasn't nailed down. He put all his weight on it and just went and flew right off the roof <laughs> like oh a fucking God, like a winged squirrel, right? <laughs> and they had a they had an in ground pool that had a beautiful cover on it, <laughs> like like one of those covers that like it goes by itself, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. locked itself down. Mm-hmm. And he went right into the middle of the fucking pool, boom on the fucking plywood. Sticking into it, right? And oh, no. I, I, of course, was concerned for his Did he well-being. dive, like, head first? Yes. Oh, no, no, just the plywood hit it, and then, you know, he was fine. He rolled onto the rolled onto the top. He, he rolled it down. He, like, <sighs> you would think he'd go down quick, but yeah. it was really like he was, like, a tree squirrel. Like, he glided on that plywood. Like, He's like a sugar yeah, glider. He, he, he rolled it down. Wild. Like, he caught the wind at oh, the yeah. right Sounds angle adorable. And, and rode it right into the pool. What a beast. Oh, and then the boss lost it because he ripped the fucking pool line. So you couldn't have flown that into the grass? That liner costs more than the roof. We're doing this house for free now. Oh, he's pissed. Dude, dude, that's fucked. That reminds me of a story. I don't know if I've told this one yet about when I worked at a liquor store. And this this was actually to get back to the episode we had uh, with Sean where I said I, I couldn't think of any embarrassing shit I did at work. This is probably number one. Yes, let's hear it. When I worked at a liquor store, these people came in and they got a keg. And so I was bringing the keg out to their car and they had like... One of those like like hatchback like mini SUVs, you know, like a Toyota Rav Four or oh, yeah. like a Subaru yeah. Forester type joint, but it was like a BMW version. Uh-huh. And so I put the keg into their trunk, 
and I closed the back <laughs> of the trunk and I hadn't pushed the keg in far enough. Yeah. So like when I closed the trunk, the whole back windshield just shattered <laughs> on the edge of the keg. And it scared me, startled me more than like almost anything in my life because it was just a whole windshield just exploded in my fucking face. And I was not expecting it. Like most of the times when like a window breaks, like you see it's about to happen, but it was just like wham right in my face. That's and then it was like 500 bucks or something. How embarrassing. How embarrassing indeed. We've all, we've all done embarrassing. All right. Things. So, Jimmy, you know, last time, I think the last thing that we fucking were talking about was cellos and you slamming it down with the sledgehammer, kind of like you were picking axe and stuff. But Yeah, you were swinging multiple hammers in, in multiple senses yeah. of the word. But I think <laughs> what I want to know specifically. We got to get down. We got to get to the establishment. Yeah. What I was going to say is what happened first, uh, you meeting Shea Boy or you starting at the establishment? Oh, I didn't know anybody when I started the establishment. So you met you were him just like through a dude the establishment. Job, so I needed to find a job, and like I said, we were living down on Fifth Ave, which is closer. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, yeah. To the establishment, I had to walk around that fucking rotary to get to yeah, yeah, Rotary totally, Joe's. It was totally. awful. Yeah, yeah. Time. like I, I fucking everyone Fuck drives. Yeah, everyone not pedestrian friendly drives like fucking assholes mm-hmm. because in the school season you got all those drunk college kids who drive around fucking out of state, never seen a rotary or. From in state who are just fucking stupid, yeah, mm-hmm. and almost kill you. And then in the summertime, you get all the fucking tourists. And Preach, preach, the brother. whole time you get a bunch of old people. Go off, bro. It's awful. I don't understand how nobody knows how to drive anymore. Like I, it's fucking crazy. Oh man, Providence is like it's, I, it's not I, just Providence; it's everywhere. He said it, dude. Nobody it's waits real. anymore. You if you see a car you know on the side of the road, it's, he's it's coming be, out. It's because everyone's allowed to have their phone out now. Well, these kids these days. You seen you seen that state that passed a law that it's legal to run over protesters now, right? Oh, dude. Uh, down south, yeah. yeah if you're fucking like protesting, I can run you over with my car. That checks out. Oh, yeah. That's nice. So you didn't know anybody and you just started? I didn't know anybody. I was working, like I said, I was working 80 hours a week, but I was getting paid 40 of it. In <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And that wasn't paying the bills. So I, I went and applied. I actually had a big beard. And I fucking shaved it for my job interview. And yeah. I, and I go in and I'm fucking Meehan and uh, Schmitz interviewed me. Wow. Right. Meehan was the boss and Smith was the boss, right? And they say, you know, he's the nice guy. I'm the asshole. Who said, wait, who said they were? Uh, Meehan, Meehan. Uh, Schmitz says, he says, he's he's the nice guy. I'm the asshole. I fucking would have bet my entire life that Schmitz was the one saying that and claiming he was the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you, you start tomorrow. And I was like, fucking shave my Such face Such a Schmitz that. thing to say. What the fuck? What year was this? Like, 09? Uh, maybe... You had you had been there for maybe like, ten, maybe yeah, because you had only been there for like maybe three years when I started, two or three years. Yeah, like maybe, it was I, I feel maybe like two thousand ten. Gotcha. Okay, um, because it wasn't I wasn't working there that much when I first started. I was still working forty hours at the other place, and when I first started, I got hired to work on the line, and I got hired in summertime. Oh wow! Baptism by fire. Uh, so it, it was it was Dean's like first week back. From California, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was my first person I worked with on the line. So how was that? I walked in, <laughs> and he goes, uh, "You drink?" You were like, "Chuh." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And now, mind you, this was like uh, a morning shift. I got there at like fucking seven. No, no, because I was I wasn't the first line the guy. Yeah, yeah, nine. So I got there at like nine. Yeah, yeah, nine a.m. He's like, "You drink?" And I was like, "Yeah." He has a Corona. Or it was a Dos Equis, maybe. Dos Equis <laughs> alive. Yeah. yeah. Dope. He goes, listen, you get high? I go, yeah. He goes, 
Everybody's behind the shed. Don't you go out there, drink that beer, go get high, come back. This is a classic first shift at the establishment. Fucking awesome. So I walk out back. Now, I had never been there. when I, the, the chill area had moved a bunch of times. So yeah, because it was like the re- yeah. red well, shed the, when the you started. The sheds moved, too. Well, right? they, they added more sheds. Yeah. They added sheds. There was, only, there was only one shed. Yeah. And then they just kept adding sheds. There was only one. Um, and then there was a couch, and there was a chair, uh, and there was a tent, <laughs> uh, and there were some cars. So I couldn't find anybody because I didn't know where everybody was, like, in a fucking tent in the middle of the woods. Like, there was, like, there was all the woods back where, like, there. Oh, yeah, all yeah. that. Before it turned into any other restaurant over uh-huh. there, it was just, like, fucking woods. Mm-hmm. You know? And there was, like, a tent in the middle. It was a lot. Yeah, I didn't know anybody was in the woods. Yeah. In a tent, you know? <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I just got high by myself. I just thought it was behind a normal restaurant. Right. So I just, like, I was like, whatever, no one's out here. Go hide by myself. I go back and he's like, you find everybody? And I was like, no, they're probably in the tent. And I was like, oh. this is a fucking tent? All right. And I was like, no, so printer starts going. Now in the summertime, the printer just, it, it doesn't stop. So the ticket starts coming in. It's like fucking red rage. And I was like, all right, what's this? And he's like, what are you fucking stupid? <laughs> so this is where you learned that. And I was like, what? And he's like, just drop a plain burger. Jesus Christ. And I was like, oh. Oh, it's like that. Okay. And it was uh, it, it was seven hours of that. So, you, know, you, you can't read? You don't know what? I, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. This is explaining so much because, first of all, this is exactly how you were <laughs> just, training everybody. embarrassing And you. the other thing that's crazy to me that's, like, blowing my mind is that, like, when I started at the establishment and you trained me among many other people, like, on the line, you seemed like you had decades of like cooking experience like i assumed that you had worked in nothing but kitchens you were like same touching the same. P- different areas of your palm to illustrate what a medium rare burger feels like as opposed to a well done burger and i'm finding out that you had only been in the restaurant business like a total of like you know like five years or definitely less than 10 years up to this point and i'm just like surprised at how quickly you got so sick with it it was probably yeah it was probably uh you know, five years. Well, because when I worked at Shamrocks, like I said, they did they did everything. Yeah, it sounds like that's where you learned and like most of the like real shit. Yeah, and when I was working there, that was fucking. You got there at ten a.m. Sometimes I get there at nine a.m. and I would work until twelve p.m. and it was just me in the kitchen. It was, that was it. They didn't have anybody else. Was that the first place you learned how to cook a burger to temp with Shamrocks? Oh yeah. And that then, was like your steez, and is it, it, cooking you, burgers to temp correctly. You have to cook it to temp. I yes, mean, baby, got to do that's, it. That's your job. I mean, when I go to how a, hard is your job? When I go to a restaurant, first time I go to that restaurant, I'm getting a burger. Yeah, I, if especially I, if, if I want the word burger steak, might be in the name of your establishment. Well, no, if I want a steak there, and you're, I'm gonna get the burger first because. I'll spend the fifteen dollars and see if you can cook it. Oh yeah, time. before you spend before the thirty dollars, fifty yeah. to watch you fucking crisp it. Yeah, you know, or give it to me raw because you think that's what rare is. Yeah, shout out Aldo. Yeah, burnt raw. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> so yeah, so you were like, yeah, probably the best cook when we worked there in terms of working burger side. And well, I I, so I like the burger Dean side. Taught you that shit. Oh yeah, well, like because he works sell side. So and, he put you at burger. Well, here's here's how he taught me. He said, listen. He said, uh, nobody out front fucking gives a fuck about you. <laughs> True. They don't give a shit about you, about your feelings, about how you're doing back here. They don't care. Mm-hmm. The tickets are going to keep coming. You can either cook the food or you can get the fuck off the line. It's quite the attitude. Yeah. He goes, if, if you want to take a break, 
I'm going to show you how to do it. You put all those burgers on, and you give me all those fucking burgers at the same time, because I can get my cheeses and my fucking breads ready by the time you cook that burger. He goes, and you give me all those burgers, and then I'm going to put them all up. <laughs> he goes, and then, while they're fucking crashing... Me and you will go outside and get high? Yes. See, this, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is the vicious cycle <laughs> of the establishment that causes wars between the front of the house and the back of the house. He, where, like, he goes, listen, he goes, I'm going to ask him. He goes, I'll ask him really nicely to stagger the tables, right? You watch what happens. Now, we had a few hostesses. Like, we had a, uh, Elisa, Elisa, Elisa. Remember Sarah? Um, yes, I do. But she worked, she only works Sunday mornings. By the end of it. And she had gone into a fight with uh, the wife because oh she was the best. She would, she listen, I, <laughs> I understand there's two open tables and we're going to sit you in a minute. And she'd come back to the kitchen and be like, hey. That's how you're supposed to do it in the And she'd the come back size. to the kitchen and be like, hey, you guys, you guys ready? You know, I'll give you like these three tables. And she was the best. And, and the pace was good. Sure, you'd get your ass kicked. Yeah. But it wasn't like. This is a line cook's dream. All, you know, having nightmares about fuck waking up. But then what would happen is so when it didn't go that way. And you get a bunch of tickets at once. It becomes a vicious cycle where you're like, all right, you want to crash us, motherfuckers? Let's see how you bitches like can crash. I also, and put up all the fucking burgers at once and then go outside and get hot. I like, just remember sometimes it would be like, you know, like it was like lining up for war in the expo station. Because you would see what you guys were doing and be like, oh, shit. Like they're they're going for it all. Yeah. Like you, know? you would, like you they're would, going for it all at well, once. Well, his thing was this. If, if you cook that burger perfectly. They can't, be, they can't be mad at you. Exactly. They can't be mad at you. That's the thing. What, you can, what can they say to you? If you do your job fucking perfectly, if that burger is perfect and it comes up, then and even if it takes go, 45 minutes, eat it. Straight. Fucking eat the burger. I yeah. remember you used to cook in like cycles having to do with cigarette breaks and shit where it's just like, like I'm just picturing it now, like just thinking about it for the first time in so long since you brought it up where it's like, you would like have a wave where you just sell all the burgers like that at once. And then you would look at the tickets that you needed to do and like drop the beef burgers you needed, like without a wait, and then like go out and smoke a cigarette real quick. Oh, and yeah. like and then like you come back in and then you can like rotate and flip the burgers. But it's just like well, when I first a wave where you're just like, All right, here's medium cage and midwall gorg, medium boo boo, and throwing all the burgers and then like, all right, drop a couple of burgers. All right, see you later, I'm going to get bye. <laughs> well, <laughs> well when I first started it was a lot harder. Because when I first started, it was like you know, 15 different fucking patties. Yeah, like the wasabi burger was, was its own a different patty, patty instead there was, of just a dry rub. Oh, no, it was it was its own burger. The loco was its own burger. A plain was a burger. A mumu was a burger. A gorg was a burger. Oh, loco was a burger. When I started to, I it forgot they changed that That's to right. a plain so, with just so black beans. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't like, not only do you have... It simplified so much over the years. Oh, my it's, goodness. It's it, just too hard to It maintain. was insane. When I first worked there, there was like 10... 10 or 11 different beef options alone. That's right. When you're making, and he's talking about having like different patties pre-pressed out where it's like, all right, this burger has hot sauce and caramelized onions mixed in with the beef pressed into its own patty. This one has cheddar and black beans. This one has cheddar and black beans mixed in with the beef pressed into its own patty. So you're opening a low boy refrigeration unit with like third pans full of like nine different kinds of beef burger. There was three different turkey burgers. It's so impractical with the beef ones because it's just like that stuff's going to go bad if you don't sell. Silly, the, Mumbai. There must have been. There, a was, a, there was a just, just plain turkey burger. Just, just, yeah, that must have been before. Plain, it was just a plain turkey burger. But yeah, like, the, dude, they had to simplify and, it after a time. when I first started working there, the walk-in 
you couldn't you couldn't put more than one person in there at a time. And like I smaller, I would have to duck to get into it. Bro, those tiny walk-ins suck. Like I would have to duck. At the bistro, we had a tiny one. Jake was fine though. No, 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 the walking the walking at the bistro. So is cupcake was bigger was was probably bigger than the walking. Ooh, beat me out at the assembly. Yeah, oh, we got you. Because only, only uh, took an hour. So the bistro, the, that little dinky one they had in the basement of the bistro was probably well, the bigger. Other, the other one went sideways. It would like went in and then went to the side a little. bit. Oh, so it was, it was really thin. It was tiny. Yeah, was oh, that tiny. sucks. Wow. So you had all that shit, then you had like fucking no walking. So like it was, it was all on the line. Yo, do you guys remember when we would do those spring? cleaning days where like jay we would work an overnight shift Hell yeah yeah we need to get into these real quick i worked a triple double once yo you fucked around and worked a triple double oh, wait, okay wait no i guess i just worked a triple yeah you worked a double and then stayed from, for overnight I worked cleaning from 8 a.m to like 6 a.m so we would do overnight cleaning like once or twice a year where like people would work an overnight shift aka get drunk and fucking high all night blow lines and shit and we would just go ham like pulling everything out of the walk-in and like power washing like the walls of the walk-in and I then like putting everything back in and just like pulling all the units out and like power washing the floor behind them and shit like that. I did a like a front of house one with uh, Kyle. Lamy, oh yeah, I remember that Kyle one too. Kyle Lamy and Nessa, and I was cleaning the men's bathroom. Yeah, and I, I was I was pissed that I had to do that. But anyway, I'm like cleaning it, and I guess like I must have like. Missed a spot drying and like water went down the wall and into the outlet socket and it just like it blew the fuck out. Really? And I like told Kyle and he was like, okay, like I'm not going to be able to fucking do anything. It's like 3 a.m. You know, and the next day Mike, Mike, Mike walked in and was just like, what happened, dude? And I was like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, What do you want me to say? Like, I'm, I don't know. Tricity. So, bro, all right, so when did you start living with Shea Boy? How did that come about? Uh, so did you get hired before Shea Boy? No. So when I got hired, nobody liked working with Shea Boy. Oh, that checks that out. That checks out. <laughs> oh, you beat me beat to it. Do it Every, everybody there fucking hated working with Shea Boy. Timmy, Dean. So so I, of course. Worked with Shea Boy. I had to work with Shea Boy. Yeah. It was like fucking <laughs> nobody wants to work with them. You're working with them. Little man in the totem pole. Now I was still working at uh, Rody Joe's, so I was only working like you know twenty hours, maybe thirty hours, and then I ended up getting hurt. I got a fucking hematoma, fucking on my ass. That was like another ass on my ass. That checks out. I, I too had, much ass for one man. Oh yeah, my, my dog was pulling me. We out. also that reminds me, we're gonna have to get into your fucking pussy that you had for a while. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up. So we get, we'll pin, we'll put a pin in that. We're gonna get back to your pussy soon, but tell so, us about your second ass first. So I have no uh, no right being on a on a skateboard. I don't have balance. Oh really? And my buddy came over. I mean, the, we've heard about the Razor scooter, you know. Yeah. No. So he came over with two long boards, and and I live right by the Narragansett Beach, you know, mm-hmm. right by the wall. And uh, Bella was young at that time; she was like two. Oh, Shout out! Shut up, Bella. She was like the fucking cutest dog, and, and he had Bernie Mac. Was his? He has this dog boy, Bernie Mac. It's a fucking good dog. And he's like, let's go, let's go for a longboard ride, and I'm like. Phew. I can do this. Yeah, how hard is this? How hard is this? Wait, you know? with the dogs? Oh, yeah, the dog's pulling us. Soon as I, soon as we start going, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, shit gets out of here real quick. Go real fast. This was a bad idea. 
So we're going down the wall, and I almost hit the dog. So I go to jump off of the skateboard. Oh, mm-hmm. But the dog's like fucking, you know, Bella's muscle, you know. And, oh, yeah. I mean, she was younger. She was like, no, no, we're still running. Yeah. So she pulled me, and I landed right back on the skateboard and then, like, kicked the, the skateboard right out from underneath me. So we must have been going, like, you know, 10, 15 miles an hour. Yeah. And I hit the fucking ground. Boom. Ass on ass. <laughs> Boom, second ass, baby. But it didn't happen right away. You know, I, I fell. I sat there for probably 20 minutes because yeah. I hurt all over badly. Uh, Tom Tom came back. He's like, you okay? And I was like, yo, Tom Tom, I haven't, yo. I'm dying. I haven't heard Tom Tom's name in so long. So I was like, I'm dying. I got to I gotta go home. So we scoot back to the house, say our goodbyes. And thank, you know, thank for the longboard. Yeah. I got to go to the hospital. So I go to the hospital. I just had a big bruise at this point. It hadn't swollen. They're like, it hadn't manifested itself into a second ass. No. They're like, here's here's 10 Vicodin. You know, have a good day. Classic. So They've the, upped it from six now. The next morning I wake up and like I had an ass on, <laughs> on my ass. Like I have pictures. <laughs> like a hat on a hat, baby. Oh, I have I have pictures. I'll give you the picture. It's like it's a full, it's a full handful of butt on my butt. Damn. Um, we'll throw it up on the OnlyFans. It's a, it's a hematoma, right? Damn. You know, it's, it's a sports injury. You guys should know what a hematoma is. I, I don't even know what that is. Hematoma, usually they get it in like rugby or football. You know, they get hit in the shin and it's when the blood gets stuck and it's above the Just muscle. like a big bump? It's, and it's a big bump, yeah. And it has to like wait for the blood to fucking... It, it, sometimes Even if it's out. serious, they'll cut okay. it. But usually they just... Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so this is on my ass through all that ass, ass muscle. <laughs> I have one on my It's not going anywhere. So I had it for like... Six months. Jesus Christ. Maybe, Damn. Maybe like eight months. Like this big. And it hurt to like sit down. It hurt to move. Imagine. I can't wear anything other than basketball shorts because well, any that's kind That's like of, your favorite thing to wear. Well, that's, that why, checks out. that's why I started wearing it because any kind of pressure on me was like a nightmare. Like it was awful. So. It, it must have sucked shitting. Oh, it sucked. It was, it was awful. And then like I, I, I pissed blood for like four months. Oh, my God. Because, that sucks. because the blood has to go somewhere. You know, yeah. it's like it's right always, out that dick. Then where's it going to go? You Straight know? out the fire hose. Imagine that first fucking time that happened. I was like, oh, God, what is this? <laughs> I'm shooting blood out of my cock. Oh, God. <laughs> I, call, I call the doctor and, there, and she <laughs> was like, oh, no, that's, shout out. that's normal. That's going to happen. <laughs> so I ended up uh, I was out of work. You know, doctor's orders out of work for like fucking six months. And uh Rudy Joe's fired me because of it. They're like, no, you're out of work too long. You're fired. And I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll collect. I got, fuck, I got this ass on my ass. I'm shooting yeah. blood out of my I'm like, cock, you know, dude. I got doctor's notes. I go to all my doctor's notes. You know, I'll, I'll see you at fucking uh, unemployment here. And uh, and I lost because they had, like, lawyers, and it was just me. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I got my doctor's notes. I was like, you know, they fired me because I'm hurt. Like, I didn't think they could do that. And they're like, well, you were you were hurt for a while. And I was like, yeah, it was a bad injury. I'm still yeah. hurt. Like, you think I showed up to court wearing basketball shorts because I wanted to? <laughs> you <were in> basketball <laughs> shorts. What am I going to do? I can't wear anything. To a picture of you with like, like a tie I was and a jacket. A bu- I was wearing a button up. I was wearing a tie. And I was wearing basketball shorts. That's fucking classic. Let's go. How high were your socks? They were black dress socks. I was wearing dress shoes. Dude, nice, he was nice. lamandoing okay. the shit. I had to go to court. Nice. Yeah. So, all right, so now from the ass, let's move to the front. And we need to talk about that time that you had a pussy for a while. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had a question. Um, 
About his ass. So you got fired from Ricky so, Joe's for the thing on your ass, but so then I. But the so, establishment didn't fire you. No, no, because when I first worked at the establishment, you, you just got paid. You know, it wasn't like a it, like fucking Rody Joe's was like a corporate job. There's yeah, cameras, so there was like you know it was cash the, the establishment you- was like you show up, you work. If you show up on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, there's a thirty rack for you. Thanks for coming. You know, we appreciate it. You can drink it while you're working. So you're saying they didn't really have any problem with you missing extended time or no, something? they didn't give a fuck. Gotcha. I was like, hey, I'm hurt. And they were like, hey, you know, come. They were actually fucking dope. Are you kidding me? They were like, I was like, listen, I'm fired. I can't collect unemployment. You know, Rody Joe's won't let me. It's cocksuckers. And, and Mike was like, uh, well, we need, we need you. You can cook. And I was like, listen, I can't fucking, I can't be picking up fries. You know, I can't be doing any heavy lifting. I'm fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. You can't stand there with a spatula. And I was like. Well, yeah, that's like, a good point. That's what that's what you do then. Don't don't do anything else. And I was like, what? And they're like, oh yeah. So like they let me just. So then you're being Schmitz on the line where you're like, well, I can't do that. Cause well, I no, heard. because I mean, this sounds a little more. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you weren't doing it like Schmitz. Well, and but. and like I mean, I can fucking cook burgers. You know, so it's yeah, not it's like, another it's not difference like between you and Schmitz. It's not like I'm fucking slowing anybody down. You know what I mean? Like yeah. me, me hurt on the line is still. Better, most you know, better than most people at their fucking full. Um, yeah, yeah. Looking at you, Jr. You know, well, Jr. was good by the end. He just fucking <laughs> just he could never kidding. make it to work, man. The yeah. last he made it there, I think he got hired and fired more times than Johnny B because Ooh. he came back after you guys left. He and, did say he did say he was there four different. Times. Oh yeah, he yeah. he came back like the last time he came back. I was the manager. I was like the kitchen manager. Damn, you know, I had taken the job. I was the boss. Boss, you were the last one left. Yeah, right. And like, what else? What other choice they have? Yeah. Yeah, and I was sober at the time, so it made sense. Yeah. yeah, you know. So he came back, and I was like, "Yeah, look, like I, I fucking like work with you. I trained you. I know you can work the line now because I trained you, and you can work yeah. with me. Like, yeah. here's the only problem: you can't fucking come in to work. Yeah, you know, you come in here, you need a job, you need money, you're begging for a job, you're begging for money. As soon as you get fucking two paychecks, you're like, I can't you fucking don't need a job anymore. Calling out, you know. And then that's what, <laughs> that's what happened. It was like it was like Friday night. He's supposed to work the line with me. You know, he never shows up. And that was the thing. That was the deal. I was like, look, I'll hire you. I'm going to get a bunch of shit from everybody here because nobody wants me to hire you back. So I'm going to schedule you only with me. So if you don't show up, the only person you're fucking is me. And you know you're fired. Master management right here. So he showed up like fucking. He didn't show up for that shift. He came in like halfway through his next shift when he was supposed to be there. And he was like, sorry, man. And I was like, Jay, I mean, what do you want, what do you want me to do? I was like, don't, you don't have to apologize. Like, I already had your shift covered for today. Like, I knew you, like, you know, what are you, I can't be mad at you. You're a good guy. He's a good guy. He's not like a fucking bad guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a really fun, like, happy. He's always fucking positive. Even if he's in a bad mood and, like, broke, he still, like, laughs. You know what I mean? He's, yeah, you can still make him laugh even he, when he's pissed at you. Oh, he's, he's a fucking. Like, All right, he's man. fucking hilarious. He's the best. His, right, development, his development work in there. Like when he got, first, wait, listen, he's got a heart of gold, but not a watch of gold. When he first started <laughs> working there, he was such like a homophobe. Like he was a big guy. And I like, mean, still is, but yeah. Yeah, but not like now he'll kiss you on the lips. Yeah, yeah. we did you know break down I mean? those walls. Yeah, 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 you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. he first started working there, he was just like, don't don't fucking touch my hand. Yeah, and if Why I would. stand it so close I'd be like, me? Yeah, and so we would <laughs> fuck with him. We, like you and I, Jimmy, would be like, oh, well, I'll kiss Jimmy on the lips right now. And we'd like kiss in front of him to make him be like, that's gross. We'd play like that. Uh, are you scared game? You'd play when you're in high school. You're like touching higher and higher on your leg. Yeah. Like, Jay, are you scared yet? He'd be like, oh, all right, all right. <laughs> you wouldn't even let you get near his knee. Like as soon as you go to touch him, he's like, don't touch me. No, okay, he, well, I think maybe now that we're talking about touching. 
Do you want to get into this? What, what's up with the vagina? So what, dude? What was it that happened to you? Because you remember what I'm talking about, right? So with wh- your pussy that you had that one time. When I- <laughs> there's there's pics for this one. Too. Yeah, these pics. Will I, have, be- I have a video of me stuffing it. <laughs> oh my god, you have a video of you stuffing your little slit. So when I quit drinking, I started losing like a lot of weight. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not. A, still, still I'm not a big good. guy. You know, I wasn't. Yeah, you were never big to begin with. No, and I started losing. But you're like cheeks. You know. Yeah, I started losing like a lot of weight for me. Like I put on weight now. Since mm-hmm. we, like I was losing weight. I was having fucking night sweats. And I'm like, all right, this is you know, detoxing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't think I was ever gonna quit drinking. So. Didn't your doctor tell you that you shouldn't? Oh yeah. She's like, this was another she's like, classic. She's like, if you're gonna if you're gonna quit drinking, she's like, you. You can't go cold turkey. Yes, yeah, your doctor told you that you couldn't quit drinking cold turkey. She's like, you, you die. Yeah, she's like, you'll, you just she's had like, to like you'll, you'll, off. Yeah, she's like, you'll, you'll, you'll fucking, you'll withdraw like bad. Like you're fucking. How much are you drinking? And I was like, you know, in my prime. Yeah, I was drinking like an eighteen pack and a sleeve before we left work. Exactly. And then then you're going to the and bar. And then we'd go to the bar and, and we're like, getting shots and beers. Well, I was friends with the bartender. So we used to play Dealer's Choice where he would oh, he yeah, would line dude, up shots. Dude, you would do Dealer's Choice all the time. Ooh, so he'd line up shots. Here's the deal. I think you taught me about Dealer's Choice. He would he would line up the shots. I went to, I went to high school and loved this kid. He would line up the shots whatever he wanted. And I'd come back and I'd take the shot with him. And if I could guess what it was, I didn't have to pay for it. If I couldn't guess what it was, I had to pay for mine and his. So, you know. Either way, you're both taking a shot. That, that sounds like a really good like idea for a bar. To do. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember he it's was... It's just a thing that Jimmy would always do with bartenders. He knew where he would order a dealer's choice shot. Because like, they want to do Sounds mad fun. They want to do a where, shot. If they you know? do it together. Yeah, they yeah. want to do a shot. If they do. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, the, the best friend to make at the bar is the bartender. Yeah. You know. So, so you're I was losing drinking. a lot of weight. All right, so I lost a lot of weight. I'm having the night sweats. And then I get to like, uh, you know, almost a year sober. And I'm still fucking losing weight, night sweats. And yeah, fucking yeah. Everything I eat is like getting like stuck in my throat. So I was like, I gotta fucking go to the doctor. The first doctor I see, like, all right, you have cancer. We'll see you. What? <laughs> I was just like, whoa. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. You're like, that, where, what? What do I do? And they're like, you know, we'll make an appointment when you come back in like, you know, like six months. We'll see how you're doing. And I was like, is that like, is that like the only thing I could so do? So you had like a tumor somewhere? Where? What? No. So <laughs> I had, like I said, I was getting food stuck in my throat. Everything I eat would get like stuck in my throat for like fucking three hours. I'd eat it and then like I could taste it for like three hours. I'd like fucking burp and there would be like a peck in my mouth. Yeah. I'd drink like water and it'd be in my throat for like three hours. And I'm like, how the fuck is that water stuck? <laughs> you know, so I got to a point where I was like, whatever I'd eat, I'd eat candy afterwards. So like at least it would taste like fucking candy for fucking three hours. Uh, <laughs> so the doctor's like, yeah, you know, come back in like six months or something. We'll see how you're doing. And I was like, that's, that's my only option. She's like, I guess we could send you to like a specialist. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we do that? So they sent me to a surgeon. You know, the, the, well, first they sent me to uh, an ear, nose, and throat guy, ENT. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he checks me and he's like, you know, it's not, it's not, in, your, it's not in your mouth. It's, it's in your neck. So like... It's not me because it's not like inside of your neck. So like you got to go to like. He's like, uh, I'm a throat doctor, not a neck doctor. Yeah, he's okay. like, so, he's like, so you got to go to like a GI. So he sent me to like a, a GI. 
a gastroenterologist. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and they can drink like a bunch of chalk. Fucking watch it go down. Um, so they end up stretching my larynx out because like all the food's getting stuck and like it's, it's small. Like a massage? No, no, no. They like fucking put me on. No, they fucking rammed it in there, yeah. stretched that throat they, right they, out. They, they put me under and then they fucking went, wow. in, went in there and like stretched it out. Um, but that doesn't explain like all the night sweats and shit. So like, all right, well now you got to, you know, we're going to keep you on this journey. We're going to send you to another doctor. We're going to send you to uh, uh, an infectious disease specialist. We're going to send you to a neurologist. We're going to send you to uh, an oncologist. All of them. All of them. Yeah. You know, here you go. And and it was great that they that they did that, but it's like it's sad to see that because you go into all these doctors and you're sick and you're waiting like fucking three months sometimes mm-hmm. before you get into this specialist yeah, yeah. office and you're like excited when the day comes to get in there because you're like I've been waiting yeah, to I can't wait to, to figure out what's wrong with me. You know, you know, you've had three months to go over all my shit and you get there and they're like, Hey, who are you? What are you what are you here for? What? <laughs> what? Like we've been waiting. We've been yeah. We, we've been waiting. Like we, you're supposed to tell me what's up. Like we went to one appointment. I kid you not. We went to this fucking appointment. Me and my mom. I love my mom. She went with me to all my shit because it's you know it's fucking scary. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we go to this one appointment. We've been waiting like fucking five months. I've been waiting like five months to get in there. We get to the doctor's office and she's like, "So what are you here for?" And I was just like, come on, come on. Like, uh, you know, you're supposed to have, like, the results from this test and that test. She goes, oh, I don't have those. She made my mom call on the doctor's phone, like, in the office, call, like, the other doctor's office and get in touch with them. And I was like, this is the kind of shit that you should have done, like, before I got here. fucked. Like, how's my mom? How does my mom work here now? <laughs> how, is, how is this happening? So they ended up sending me to uh, a surgeon. They t- they say, like, everyone's like, I don't know what's wrong with you. I can tell you what's not wrong with you. You know, this, you know, all of these things that we tested you for, you're fine. We can't tell you exactly what's, what's not wrong with you. Nobody wants to tell you. Like, once they tell you you have cancer, they don't want to tell you you don't have cancer. Because then you're like, you know, six years down the line, it turns like out you have cancer. Guy, and yeah, they're like, like, they're like well, me. you know, I, I said maybe. <laughs> so no one wants to tell you that, you know. They're like, yeah. we can't tell you. We could tell you maybe. Um, what we tell you is you're a medical mystery. So they sent me to, <laughs> you know, all that my checks out. All my lymph nodes are like fucking swollen. So they sent me to a surgeon. He said we're gonna we're gonna operate on you. So they took. But they didn't tell you like what was going on. Well, they didn't know. That's what they, they're gonna operate. Yeah, they're, they're gonna just... take out a couple lymph nodes. They're gonna find out. They're gonna test those to see if it's cancer. Yeah. So they send me to Kent Jeez. County. Don't oh, ever, that sucks. Don't ever go to Kent County. Yeah, I was, I'm so glad you said that. Kent don't, County. Don't go to Kent a, County for a haircut or a shave. If you're, my dad told me if you're in the back of an ambulance and you have the ability to speak, be like, fucking take me to Rhode Island Hospital. Don't you bring me to Kent. Even if you're like right down the street. Yeah, so they took me to Kent County. And uh, they had the guy operate on me. He took out a couple of lymph nodes. They're supposed to be sent. Where the fuck are lymph nodes at? They're all over your whole body. Oh, sweet. Yeah, they're everywhere. So where were yours at? They're everywhere. No, like where were the ones that they were going after? You wanted, just looked at the ceiling. You wanted to know about my vagina. Where do you where do you think it would be? I was trying to get you. I'm oh, trying to lead you so into it. that's where... So that's they took out two incision. lymph nodes from my groin, 
Um, so they cut into your. F- so they said, "All right, these lip those are everywhere okay. on your body. Let's go for a crotch this, shot." This makes sense because, like, well, I, those, I was those thinking are the biggest. it just like magically oh. appeared and had something to do with what was in your throat. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering how we were going to get from throat to crotch. Yeah, no. So, so they they like listen. We're going to take these out. Um, so, so they took out two lymph nodes, <laughs> and they ended up sending them to the wrong lab. Oh, straight right now. And now lymph nodes aren't. They're not big. They're yeah. fucking they're small. So, like, they send them to these labs. The labs do the kind of tests that those labs kind of do. And then there's no material left to, to do the, the test yeah. to see if it's cancerous or not. So they're like, ooh, it's... You got to take more. It's in, no, they're like, it's inconclusive. Oh. But So now I got a... Uh, uh, a stitches. No, no, no. No, I had stitches, right? Yeah. Where they took the lymph nodes out. Like, two days after the surgery, I wake up and my whole cock... Is purple. Oh, yes, I remember this. <laughs> and I mean, like, fucking eggplant. Like Barney. Like, like fucking purple. They based the eggplant like, emoji off I went to go. Then. I went to go take a pee, and I was like, ah! And I called the doctor, and I was like, listen. It's purple. It's purple. And he goes, get down here now. Now. So I fucking, I rushed down there. I fucking, I, I get down, I go. You me. poor thing, bro. You back driving at this point? I was back driving at this point because I had been sober. Um, Thank I yeah. had been sober over. I've been sober two years. Yeah, and so for my second year, I said, "You know what? I'm I'm sober now. You know, I can I can drive." Yeah, I remember you starting yeah, to drive um, again. So I started. My grandfather gave me his truck, beautiful fucking Ford Ranger. I remember. Oh, I, rem- I remember this truck. So I drove myself yep. down to the doctor's office, not to the hospital, to his office. Um, I said, Come in quick. Take your pants off, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you you got you're either bleeding in there, you got an infection. Damn. So he says uh, we got to operate. I was like fuck, he goes right now. I was like, really? Like, yeah, it's my dick. Let's go. All right. So we go into just the fucking doctor's room. Okay. And he lays me down on the fucking table. He pulls my pants off, and he gets the fucking Novocaine needle. God, okay. bro. That's just gonna lose it. And he starts sticking it in around where they had operated. But now I'm so infected that as he's trying to inject the Novocaine, it's just squirting out of me with the infection. It's just coming out. So he goes, he goes, listen. He goes, this is gonna hurt. He goes, this is this is really gonna hurt. So he had the nurse come in to hold my hand, and then he gave me a fucking popsicle stick. And he goes, bite, bite down, bite down on this. Right. He goes, bite down on this. If it gets really, really bad, I'll stop for a second. You know, you let me know. So I'm just fucking laying there holding the fucking nurse's hand. Right. And he's just fucking cutting into me. So like, I just need to and like, clarify. I can, and like, I can like, I can feel it. Like he's like, none of the Novocaine worked. And he, he apologized beforehand. He goes, listen, he goes, you're too infected. He goes, it's just squirting out. You're going to feel this. So is this why this like you right got here. the bigger hole? Like, oh, yeah. cause I remember because it was, they sewed it up nice. And then, so and then you had, cause I, I imagine the lymph node extraction, if you will, well, was probably a smaller hole. No, no, it was about that size, but it was, and it's deep. And it, then it, it got, deep. and then your stitches and your wound oh, just got infected inside. So we had to cut all the way down to where they had cut to to get in there, and then and then leave it open because he goes, listen, he goes, there's an infection in there. He goes, 
we can't leave it closed because that'll be an infection closed inside. It's like a pimple. They got to get that pus out. Except it's not a pimple. It's a fucking. It's your crotch. Two inch incision. That's like fucking, you know, an inch, inch deep. Like I could, I would have. So was that the original, was that the original surgeon's fault? No, I mean that's. I mean that happens. I'm it's sure. just like an. Inf- I mean that's you know, a spot on your body that's ripe for infection, it's, like yeah, in your crotch where it's all warm and dank all the time. It's what happens when you go to Kent County. Yeah, it's don't, when you go to Kent Hospital. Don't go to a fucking dirty hospital. And, yeah, and you won't get an infection. Yeah. Okay. So, so after, so they fucking saved your dick. Well, he cut me open right there. Fucking drained it. Probably saved his life. And yeah. he goes. Uh, no, he fucking didn't save my life. I think okay, I think he was I think he was a fucking sheep doctor, and then he fucking came here and he was fucking okay. <laughs> He's a sheep doctor, and then he came, <laughs> and then he came, then he got a job at Kent. Like he was working at a at a veterinary. Wait, so you were back no, I, at I'm Kent? I'm talking. I was talking about the second doctor, the guy that was fixing you up. Yeah, the, that like, was the same. That was, that was the same back doctor. at Kent. Oh, same oh, guy. It was the same. Oh, he just okay. wasn't in Kent. He was like I said. I think he, he used to be. A, he used to be a vet, and then Kent County was like, "Hey, we're, we're short yeah, on we're doctors." Fucking guy. Oh, Do you mind? Man. He was fired from the vet's office for filling trash bags with nitrous and walking out the back door with him. <laughs> He was only he was only using half the euthanasia on the dogs, oh <laughs> stealing all the ketamine from yeah. the horses. Jesus. So, all right. So, because what I remember is, so after this second incident where your dick got saved, you came back to work at a time which was probably too early, and you're like, "Yo, let's check out my scar," and you fucking were like, had this, you know, you were typically wearing, you know, just basketball shorts, and then under that. You have on your crotch like this bandage, and I remember oh, it was a huge open wound. And you showed us your open wound, and it had that nasty like iodine yellow orange oh. stain Dude, it around like, it. It literally looked like the eye of Sauron. Dude, it was only right would, next to Jimmy's hog. I would have to put like uh, like fucking fourteen inches of gauze into it. Yeah, you had a with, gnarly bandage with like a big fucking Q-tip, oh, and I'd have to fucking God. feed it in. To the hole and like yeah. I would feel it. Jam it, like, it in your fucking. It's, it's like playing Operation every day, where like the fucking buzzer goes off when you touch the sides. Except Jesus. the buzzer's like your nerves going. Why yeah, are you doing like, this? Jesus Christ! Like I, I had to fucking stab myself because you had to keep. I had to keep the wound open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had to let it close. So it's just like use a good tampon on okay. it. Okay, like, I had to leave right. it, let it close from the from the inside out. You know, so I'm tapping out. I got, I got to change topics. No, you guys, you brought I, it. You brought it up. I know, I know, and uh, I'm ending. So it. picks are gonna be up of this because I gotta, I gotta, Jimmy's <laughs> pussy was almost as legendary as his cock. I got I got a question to take us in another direction. <laughs> in your time, in your tenure at the establishment, who do you think was like just like one of the like maybe there might be multiple, but like the worst people you worked with? And I mean, I mean, worst as in like bad at their jobs. Yeah, I was gonna say not, you're not job the, performance not, or yes, bad yes, person. I'm sorry, that's, job that's performance. Tough. That's tough because there's been. If you suck, okay, you, you, no, no, you were after, very good at identifying after you guys them left, immediately. After you guys left, oh yeah, I, I could fucking pick, pick a piece of shit out. I'm also very intrigued about this time at the establishment after we left. Yeah, they absolutely. Hired, they hired this kid. Oh god, let's hear it. I can't remember his fucking name. Probably for the best. He he he's worked. He's like a career kitchen guy. Oh time. boy. He would cry all the time. Stormy, right? Not quiet storm. Oh, yeah. Not the quiet storm. It was this guy, Stormy, right? And, uh, fuck. Shout out, quiet he was storm. Quiet storm. Good guy. You know, you got a drug problem, that happens. Everybody's got a drug problem. Uh, so, Stormy also had a drug problem. Yeah. <laughs> he liked to do 
the expo juice and not like the expo juice that you guys used to do, but like the expo juice that makes you take a nap while you're cutting pickles. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because we used to say like when you work expo, that's what happens. You end up you end up chasing the dragon mm-hmm. and, and then and then dragon pickles. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> he liked he liked to chase the dragon and then cry about it. Okay. So like he'd be crashing because he's so fucking high and he would be sweating. Like, it looked like he just got out of a, a wet T-shirt contest. Just, just yeah. not a pleasant But he time. would always wear a white T-shirt that you could see through because he'd be soaked because mm-hmm. he's so fucking high on dope. And then you, I'd be like, and he's working with me. And then I wasn't allowed, <laughs> by the end there, I wasn't allowed to fucking really yell at anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like a rule. They had well, the bigger well, rule. Well, here's what, here's what happened. They may be the manager. Yeah. And then it was like, once a week I was firing somebody. And you know how hard it is to get so fired. Were, were you like... I was sober. Were, no, but I'm saying like, were you like like Schmidt's role? Yeah, because yeah. Schmidt's left okay. eventually. I was, I was the head guy. And I was the main breakfast cook. I was the I was the mm-hmm. morning breakfast cook because yeah. I wasn't working nights. I was sober. Fuck, I'm not working nights. Everybody's drinking, you know. Yeah. And you're the manager. So I'm the manager. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. The dude that was like oh, chasing dragons. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm not allowed to fucking like yell at anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like I'm telling you, I'm firing people like once a week. And to get fired from the establishment, like you what gotta the you gotta fuck, fuck up. Yeah. You're yeah, allowed yeah, to get yeah. drunk at work. You're allowed to get high at work. Just not that kind of high. Even that kind of high. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you're you good know, with it, you can yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people what lasted a long time getting that kind of high because they kept it under wraps. Right. You know? So <laughs> I was firing like a fucking person a week because they were just Crazy, in and crazy, out. In and out. like the crazy fucking people. They hired like a truple. All three of them worked. The thruple, oh, wow. the thruple. You know, we've talked about. The they thruple. hired fucking uh, little hands, right? <laughs> what? Little, oh, yeah, little? little hands. This kid Ryan, little hands. Okay, Fuck. his first day working on the line. He was a dope man. First day working on the line. <laughs> little hands he comes down. I got to train him. He goes so uh, like, how much fries do you give like per order? And I go, you give him a handful. <laughs> he goes. Yeah, but like, I got these little hands. <laughs> right? And he shows me his adorable little hands. He's and like that dude from Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. And I go, okay, two of your hands, one of mine. Little hands. Fucking little hands. He asked, I feel like uh, I remember that. He asked Dan Sly for a bowl, like fucking three times in a row. Sitting in fucking uh, sweat alley, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's Wait, not like like a bowl, like a bowl, right? Yeah, Dan yeah. doesn't smoke. Weed. Yeah, Dan doesn't smoke. Yeah, doesn't yeah, smoke yeah. weed, right? Dan's out there trying to enjoy a cigarette break, working on the line. Yeah, and this kid's fucking nodding out. I had flipped over a fucking box from Casey's stove and made like a hut at that point. Yep, and I, I remember. Put, that. I'm sorry, I spent like hours out there fucking making. Like Dude, a, a the hut. duct tape. Oh yeah, duct uh, tape. And, yeah, there was like shelving. You and went shit. through a duct tape phase that was crazy. Listen, duct tape. Saved my life. Dude, did you make a duct tape, like, bookcase? Duct tape saved my life, okay? <laughs> you I was, went through, I was like, alco- a couple of years oh, where you made that it. That is a word right there. I, I, was, mean, an, I was an alcoholic. You know, I was an duct alcoholic. I was drinking <laughs> all day, every day, yep. for 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I quit drinking, I needed something to do. I wasn't sleeping. Yep. I was up fucking all night. Uh, and FYI, FYE, FYI was going out of business. So they were selling like fucking dollar movies. So mm-hmm. instead of drinking and spending six hundred dollars a week on booze, I was spending twenty dollars a week on fucking used DVDs. In Hollow party. Man Two on DVD, right? And then I'd come back and I and I, I remember had this, this. I had a huge DVD shelves, rack yeah. 
that I had made out of duct tape. And Dude. I, I just kept buying duct tape at jobs. It was so <laughs> fucking structurally sound and built like, this it was huge. You know, it I was like, like a, very big, like Salvador Dolly. Was vibes. it like a real bookcase that you just like made an extension on, like a house it's, it's, with duct yes, tape? It's, it started off as like it a was regular, like a normal like little IKEA thing, regular IKEA thing, and, and then, then you I, were just like, this needs to be souped up with like more shelves. I, need, I needed the room. I Dude, had the I forgot about the whole duct tape face. That this is bring me back. Yeah, so that like duct tape fucking. That's what I did instead of drinking. It was oh, like, yeah. let's play duct tape. I built right like on, a dude. duct tape chair, duct tape fucking bookshelf, duct tape, everything. Yeah. yeah. Dude, um, so I remember. All right, fascinating. Speaking of you and breakfast, I remember this one time. And I'll never, this phrase like pops into my head maybe at least once a month. And it happened at a time. There's this one time where, you know, they were hurting for like bus people or something. Somebody called out and they had you work like a bus shift. And you, so you came in ready to work front of the house. You look so cute. You had like your hair maybe like slicked back a little bit, but you had like your finest Hawaiian shirt on. Killing egg and put it in my hand. And you fucking said, (laughs) I still think of this phrase all the time. And somebody was working line, maybe me. And you come up to the fucking line and you just yell at the line cook. You're like, yo, kill me an egg and put it in my hand. And we're all just like, what? And you're like, kill me an egg. And put it in my hand. And we're all like, what the fuck are you talking about? Figure out that he's saying, just cook me one over hard egg and give it to me. Because Jimmy, like, didn't have any, like, food break the whole time he was working in front of the house. Like, unlike all the other servers that are like, I need my breakfast now with my side of hollandaise. Where Jimmy's just, like, didn't eat the whole shift until he was like... Kill me an egg and put it in my hand. And then we make him an over hard egg and just so hold the sick. egg on the spatula. Oven. He grabs the hot egg off the flat top <laughs> in his bare hand and just eats it. You, you He's like, thanks. You got to eat quick when you're out front. That is some fucking G shit. Kill me an egg and put it in my hand. It's fucking sick. I think about it all the time. So I was living uh, in the neighborhood always, mm-hmm. you know, and then I got a job working at the place next door. Which was a, a great guy, uh, the one across the street, or the anti-establishment? The anti-establishment, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't the, the anti-establishment. Yeah, oh, uh, when it was yeah. Dad's place or no, something? No, nope. I worked at a place called Boone like, Street Diner. Oh, okay. shit! And it was like just me in the morning. And I, when I worked at uh, the establishment, I worked. Did you work at both? Well, I did. Yes, of course. When I worked at the establishment, I mainly only worked nights mm-hmm. um, because I drank. You were a night cook, like, exclusively when I worked there. And I remember when you started doing breakfast. Well, I started doing breakfast next door yeah. at Boone Street Diner. And it was just me doing breakfast. I'd get there at 5 in the morning. I'd turn on the toaster, and I'd sleep in front of it because there'd be no one coming in there until, like, <laughs> fucking 7 o'clock. Um, so that's where I started learning to do more breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was it was. Cost, I like the guy that owned the place. Yeah. And it was costing him more money to have me work there than it, than he was making for me being there. I was like, dude, like, yeah, I don't need to work here. I exactly. can go pick up more hours next door where they can afford it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not fucking, you're getting three tables in here and you're paying me more than they're paying you. Like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to quit, but you know, because I love you. You, yeah. know what I mean? like, <laughs> you I'm, need I'm, me to quit. I'm going to yeah, come yeah. still hang out back here and go hi with you, but I'm, I can't work here anymore. I'm sorry. Um, so then I started working more at the burger. And at that point, uh, me and my girlfriend broke up. So I said, I need a roommate. <coughs> Shea boy. Oh boy. Like I said, nobody would work with fucking Shea boy. Everybody yep. fucking hated Shea boy. So I worked with Shea boy all the time. So I was like, you know, I got to know Shea boy. He was a fucking, he's a shade ball. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, do you guys vibe together? Because like you could handle each other. Like, well, and you're the only one that could put up with his like shadiness and like let it roll off you. And he was kind of one of the only people that could handle living with you being just an animal. What about Anatoly? Well, oh my goodness. So, (laughs) me and Shayboy lived together a few in a few different places around uh, the establishment. Um, I remember, like, the first one I remember is the one that doesn't exist anymore that they made into those newer houses. Yes. That, Matt Reagan popped all Near four tires pier. going to a party at the house. Yes. Right? Yes. I remember that. Because he just drove <laughs> he goes, over immediately. And, and it was his mom's car. Right? Bro. And well, it was oh, the sidewalk. So the, I lived on, uh, it was like Wanda Street, right? Shout and out like, to Matt. It looks like you can just come right around Wanda Street. Shout out New Wave Kitchen. You know, it, it looks like you can just come right around and take that left and you're coming yes. down the road but you can't there's, there's like a, a fucking big side there's a I whole exactly ass medium with sharp yeah. curves I, I almost hit it once so we're all partying at my house and he comes fucking barreling down the road oh man and goes to take the, the turn in his mom's car no turn right over the fucking bum, bum, bum. and pulls up in front of the house and we're like dude I think you popped your tire like, and he goes no I didn't wait you were there no but I've okay, okay. so many times he goes, no, no I didn't and he gets out of the car. It happened like right before I started. Go, oh no, you popped all four. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that house on Wanda is where I first met you Damn, and Jay. That's so gnarly. Now, that house was a good house. That Damn house Bella. was like uh, a party house. The neighbor, the neighbor was like this fucking animal, right? And his girlfriend, he was this, he was this big, he was a big dumb guy, but like he was a good guy, but he was like fucking really stupid. Yeah. Right? Um, I couldn't get out of his own way, stupid. Yeah, right? yeah, like he was a drug dealer, and he lived where you could see the police station yeah, from you the could front literally fucking see door. The fucking Sometimes door. that's the best spot. I've been played sight. And his yeah. girlfriend was like this fucking tiny Spitfire. We had like paper thin walls. Mm-hmm. And I woke up one morning, and she was fucking letting him have it. And she was like, "Fucking fuck you, right? Fucking piece of shit." And he's like, "Baby, you know, baby, quiet. The neighbors are gonna hear you." She's like, "Good." Maybe one of them can come over here and stick a finger in your ass so you can get hard enough to fuck me, you fucking... Right? And then, oh you just, my God. and then you just hear, like, dead silence for a second, and then you just hear, like, the apartment shake. And I was like, oh, my fucking... Like, I'm not going over there. Like, those two are fucking... They were crazy. That's they were wild. That was, like, all day with those two. They were nuts. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want you to have one of your friends come over here and stick his finger up your ass. He's so you and fucking yeah, you and Adam stayed together for a while. So a we lived houses. together. We lived together for a while. We lived together over five years, and it's funny because as I started to get sober, yep, he started to fucking spiral down. Yeah, you guys took opposite so like, paths at like the same time. I started to like fucking notice more things. Like at one point, you Obviously. said you brought up Anatolia. At one yeah. point, like my apartment. We lived in a fucking duplex that was a party duplex. It was fucking oh, yeah. me and Shea Boy on one side and fucking d and Jay Nice on the other side. And it was like fucking, if you didn't work at, like, you, you were partying at the house. Because then I would go to Bobby G's walking distance and then I'd bring the whole bar Bring the over, whole bar home. Like, with every you. fucking night. Yeah. Like, we, we partied at that house. Oh, yeah. Like Anatoly, the sign. Anatoly moved in. He had like a cot that he slept on. Yeah, in the like living a room. hospital fucking cot. It was like, it was a chair. Yeah, I forgot the hospital curtain <laughs> to make him have his own room. Do you remember the time Shea Boy pants him while he was sleeping? Yes, I Yo. absolutely remember. He that. was he was asked out, and we were all sitting in the living room. Shea Boy just goes over and pants him because we used to pants each other all the time. Yeah. So he woke up like out of a stone cold sleep, 
to be like surrounded by guys laughing while he's like getting his pants ripped off. Like now as you look at it, it's very rapey. But, oh, fucking man. terrible. You know, what do you want? You're you're living in the living room. He was homeless and he wasn't <laughs> if, homeless anymore when you if, helped him. If out. I remember correctly, Shea Boy was also just like, got him. Got him. God. But yeah, they gave him like Gave him like half a cigarette. <laughs> he was like, oh, and, he, and, he, and he was like, "Fucking calm down about it." Shout out to Anatoly. Oh man, Anatoly's a soldier. Thank you for your service. So, so I start sobering up, and he starts spiraling down, uh, and he gets the idea that he's like, you know what? If I don't have to pay rent, I can I can do a lot more drugs. Yeah. He goes. So I think I'm gonna move back in with my parents. He goes, and, and like, I'll find you a roommate. He goes, don't worry, I'll find you a roommate replacement. Oh, dude. I... He goes, but I'm going to move back out with my parents. I think he made it one day. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out well for uh, him going back there. So he hooked me up with Squeaks. Oh, yeah. And Anatoly was gone by that. Anatoly was gone. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. he had to go. He was just a temporary thing. Here's what happened. Here's exactly what happened. Shea Boy goes, I'm moving out. I got your roommate. And I looked at Anatoly. I go, that means you're fucking moving out. And he was just like, what? And I was like, no. I go, if Shea Boy's gone, you're fucking gone, dude. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sober now. You got to fucking get the fuck out of here. And, uh, and Anatoly didn't want to jump at the... He couldn't fucking pay rent. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. He couldn't fucking pay rent. Yeah. He was he was, he was was paying $50 a, a week to rent a cot space. In my <laughs> yeah. He, he <laughs> Shower curtain yeah. get pants. He wasn't picking up. So Now, now was, was Julie still working at the establishment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I, I don't know. Continue. So we lived together for a year. Everything. I cannot believe it lasted that long. Everything was fucking fine. Everything was fine. I tell you what, she was a good roommate because she didn't have very many friends. Mm-hmm. So there was never anybody at the house. Yeah. You know, she was clean. She was quiet. Uh, she had a dog. She loved that dog. She'd walk uh-huh. that dog like fucking five miles a day. Right. She smoked bomb weed. Like to fucking hang out and watch movies. Yeah, she was pretty chill for a while. She was chill. She was fucking. When she had it together, no doubt. She was chill. I remember living. Yeah, I lived right next door at the time. It's funny how we. I phased out of my mind the whole part of her being chill for like eight months. It was chill. Yeah, and then shit between our side of the house and the other side of the house started to sour because we're both sober people. Fucking dumb people banging on the walls. Living in half of a duplex that's still occupied by party animals. Dude, it's so funny because that was another thing that switched just like you and Shea Boy's like health where like when I first moved in with Jay Nice and Gabby, Jay Nice was like, oh, I don't really drink a lot. And her and Gabby didn't really drink often. I drank like a lot because, you know, I worked at the establishment and shit. But like they were always getting pissed about you being wasted and bringing the bar back and being up all night and they'd be banging on the walls at you trying to get you to shut up. You'd be banging on the walls back at them being like, fuck you. Then they started drinking all the time and you sobered up. So then you guys became the sober ones banging on the wall to try right. to get Gabby and Janessa to shut the fuck up. That checks out. Yeah. It was the same thing like with you and Shea Boy switching. It was like everything switched. Now the landlord was a was a state trooper. Yes. A former state trooper. Oh no, he was a he was a state trooper. Is he is he dead now? No, I don't think so. He was he's he was Shout he was still Teddy. a state he was still a state trooper. He just he went from being like a bike cop to like a desk cop, but he was still a cop. Yeah like a limp as a like a motherfucker. Oh yes. Oh, yes. They, they didn't know I don't think they knew what was wrong with him. But um like a Lyme disease or something. Like yeah. a fucking tick got him. But anywho, he was a state trooper. He was a cop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
like I said, she made it about a year. She was cool. And I think, I think it was a, a little bit of my fault because I got a tattoo on my back. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd come home and be like, hey, would you mind, you know, putting fucking ointment on my back? And she'd be, you know, of course, sure. But like, I never like came on to her. Yeah, it wasn't like that. You know, I never, I didn't think of it like that. Like, we're friends, we're roommates. So yeah, like, you couldn't ask Bella to do it. Right. Like, I wasn't thinking like any kind of sexual did your, did your dogs get along? Oh, they loved each other. You know? So, I th- I, that's the only thing I can think of, right? Is maybe like she might have started to get feelings for me because of that. Or, yeah, took it the you wrong know, way. Right, took it the wrong way. Like, how come, you know, how come you Thought never come you on were to me? To do- right. So, I'm sitting on the couch one day. And she's just like fucking letting the dog have it. Right? So I think. Well, like just yelling at it? Oh, yelling at it. Are you done fucking with me? She's saying. Are you done? Are you, were you fine? I was like, fuck that poor dog. You know, fuck. Then she comes out. And she's like pointing at me, and I was like, "Oh fuck, are you talking? Are you talking to me?" <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, you. Are you done fucking with me?" And I was like, "Whoa!" Now at this point, for the last week, every time I go to take a shower, right, the fucking shower head's off, like the fucking the head of the shower is like, taken off. Screw- oh yeah, and it's just like a metal pipe, so I have to fucking climb up on the side and screw the fucking shower head back in. And I was like, "If anyone's fucking with anybody, I go, it's you're fucking with me." I go, "You keep taking the shower head down." She goes. It's because I know you're putting something in there. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, my God. And I go, putting something in there. I go, what am I putting in there? Fucking sea monkeys? Like, you think I'm climbing up? I'm, I, I'm not a tall guy. I had to climb up on the fucking side of the tub to get that down. You think I'm climbing up there every day to fucking unscrew that thing, to hide something in there to you for you to get it in your hair? She's like, yeah, I know you are. Dude. I go, that's crazy. That's scary. Now, this is like... That's someone you live with saying something that unstable to you. You're like, what? I oh, no. sleep this like 30 is, feet from you. This is the tip of the iceberg, right? So she goes... <laughs> she goes, I know you're, I know you're hiding shit. And I go, Julie, I'm not hiding anything. That's fucking crazy. She goes... I go, why would I do that? She goes, because you're hoping that I'll get upset and move out. She goes, well, I'll tell you what. She goes, my last roommate used to put acid in my toothpaste every day. She goes, and I didn't move out from that. She goes, we stayed together for like two more years. She goes, well, I'll just stay here. And I was like, Julie, if I didn't want to live with you, I would tell you. I don't want to live with you. I would move out. I would go, I said, I said, I would tell you, you're fucking crazy. I don't want to live with you. Just like I'm doing right now. You're fucking crazy. I don't want to live with you. And she's like, what? And I was like, now I'm moving out. And she's like, well, you raped me. And I was just like, oh, no, honey. What? And she goes, you raped me. I go, fuck you. And I go, you know, I never touched you. And she goes, well, you didn't personally rape me. She goes, but you would let the landlord in. And he would shoot heroin into my hands so that I would stay asleep. Bro. And then he would let his Dude. state trooper friends come in and fuck me. Oh, my God. And you God. were just pimping me out, sitting on the couch while they were raping me. And I go... That's the craziest fucking thing that's fucking I've ever oh, heard. Oh man, dude, that's, that's just cool. that is so because sad. she was going through some shit. You know, the yeah. landlord's a state trooper, right? So I'm like, I gotta get out of here, right? So I fucking go and barricade myself in the room. I'm like, good night. Like I'm, I barricade, I move the yeah. bed in front of the door because I don't want her coming in and like fucking taking a dirty sock out or of my hand. Yeah, dude, fucking you, scraping What do you do DNA. in that situation? Like she's clearly like going through some shit, but like Ooh. you got to be what you live with that person. You got to be worried. Like, I, am yeah, I safe? I, like, I what the fuck? So, I don't know what I would do. So she goes to work the next morning, eight a.m. Right? She thinks like at, at the establishment. No, no, no. She had quit. She's got a job working okay. at, a, at a taxi company. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Travis Bickle. I remember the cab. Yeah. Right. So it's like fucking 8 a.m. Yeah. 
she she goes to work. I just had the surgery. I had like I'm still recovering from oh the vagina. Damn. Okay. I just got the open wound. So I call oh. my I call my mom. I go, Mom, listen. I go, my fucking she was crazy. I go, she just fucking she just threatened to fuck it. She said I raped her. She said that though. I'm not raping anybody with this purple ass dick. Right? She said she's I, she, my mom was like, What? And I was like, She said the fucking landlord's been coming in and doping her up. I go, She's fucking crazy. I go, Can I, you know, if I get a storage unit right now, can I come stay with you guys for a while? Yeah. And my mom's like, Of course you can, you know. Yeah. You're sober now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can come back and you're a new boy. Uh, so she's at work. I fucking pack up all my shit. There's a storage unit, like a Cube Smart place fucking around the corner. I cut down the fucking clothesline and everything. I had all of my shit out of that Dude, house. Did you put that clothesline out? I, I was my clothesline, yeah. yeah I, I took everything out of that house. I had everything packed up and fucking gone Yeah, by like two in the afternoon. Okay. Now, in the process of trying to scramble out of there, yeah. we had a basket that we used to keep all of our dog toys in, okay? Right next to it's a lamp. Well, the fucking lamp falls over and breaks into the basket full of dog toys. It's broken glass all over all the dog toys. Now, I like animals, you know? I, uh, <laughs> I'm leaving. She's a fucking crazy person, yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah. not trying to kill her dog. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to leave these toys here and try to explain to her why there's broken glass on them. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah, going to yeah, think yeah. I broke glass on them on purpose, so I threw them all away. Just threw all, I threw the whole basket of toys right in the dumpster. How'd that go for you? Behind the house, okay? I'm out of here. Gone. Ghost. <laughs> I get a phone call from the landlord. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, boy. And I was like, what? And he's like, Julie just called me, and she knows that I killed her uncle and helped the neighbors burn the body in the dumpster behind the house. Oh, my God. Dude, that's so funny. This goes, is fuck. He goes, what the fuck did you get me into? And I go, it wasn't me, man. It was Shea Boy. I go, I fucking, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't fucking pick this chick. Nice. I go, she fucking, I go, she told me that I raped her, bro, and you've been, that you fucking been doing it. And he was like, what did you get me into? <laughs> and I go, I'm sorry. <laughs> he just repeated himself. He goes, he goes, listen, you have to find out her parents' address. I, you know, I'm, I'm a police officer. I have to get her help. I'm responsible. You know, yeah. I got to talk to her parents. <laughs> So I go, look, I don't know the address, but I know the street. I said, I'd recognize the house. I said, I'll drive over there. I'll get the address. I'll call you back. It was all right. So I drive down to her parents' house, and I pull up front to get the address. Who do you think fucking pulls in behind me? Julie. Fucking Julie. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So now she starts texting me. It's like fucking Cape Fear. And she's like, I knew, <laughs> I knew you were in cahoots with my mom. She's been pimping out my nephew to you. Oh, my God. I knew it. My whole family wants to kill me so that they can get my uncle's money that he said I could have, but none of them can have it unless I die. So they're trying to have you kill me. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. This is all in the driveway? All in the driveway in front of her mom's house. I was like, Jesus Christ. So then I I screwed out of there. You know, I called the fucking landlord and gave him the address. I was like, hey, <laughs> My job here is done. I apologize. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you did the right thing. I got to be out of here. Fuck. Bro. Yeah, Jimmy, she, she that was crazy. is just... That shit is Un- Unbelievable. It's funny and, how, uh, like... And she didn't squeak at all when uh, when we were at work. Really? You know, so I, that, I whole, remember, that whole voice was I fake. remember at work one day, it was after, like, a slaughter of a day and Dan slides out back smoking cigarettes. This is like pretty early on. And like, I like hear him like say something under his breath. And I was like, Dan, what'd you say? And he's just like, he's like, that's not her fucking voice. 
Like I heard, I heard her. Oh yeah, no, she speak would speak in a real tone. She would talk normal at home. It's she was not, also uh, fucking wild. Oh, so, so then like fucking uh, a week later, I'm driving by the house because all my shits in fucking cube smart around the corner. Like I just fucking panic and packed everything up. So I go drive by. I drive by the house and I see her poor dog, fucking chained up outside underneath the fucking little stoop. And like she loved this fucking dog. Yeah. Like loved. This no dog. doubt. Damn. Five miles a day she walked with this dog. Yeah. I see it chained up out front. I'm like, what the? F-? I'm out back. I'm like, what the fuck? I get a text. She must have seen me drive by the house. Oh man. She's like, I want my fucking dog back. Yo, this is where I. And I go. I remember this now. I, I go. What are you yep. talking about? Like, your fucking dog's out back. And she goes, No. My dog used to have a freckle on its foot, and this dog doesn't have a freckle on its foot. And you got rid of all the dog toys so there wouldn't be any DNA evidence for me to test. I know this isn't my dog. He doesn't listen to me. Oh, my. This is fucked, bro. Every time I drove by that house, that dog would be fucking chained up outside. That's so fucked up. Yo, that dog was a big, stupid German shepherd. He used to eat his own shit. Every time he took him for a walk, he'd take a shit, turn around and eat it. You know, that is a uh, symptom of stress. Yeah. Because his fucking owners are crazy pants. Damn. There's, there's no way that dog didn't bite somebody because he went from being like five mile walks every day to being like, Chain you're up. not my dog. Yeah, that's fucked. Who's that's so fucking sad. dog this is, are you? This is depressing me. <laughs> you know what? I can tell you a happy dog story. All right, let me have it. So I, I used to go to Bobby G's all the time. Yes, shout out to Bobby Sleaze. I love that place. And I was there uh, doing a little daytime drinking. Oh, yeah. A little afternoon uh, daytime drinking. This girl walks in. With her girlfriend. And she is fucking all bandaged up on her face. I'm a very uh, talkative kind of guy when I'm drinking. So Mm -hmm. I went over and I sat down. I said, hey, if you know, what's going on? You don't mind me asking, you know, what what happened to your face? And she said, just yesterday, I got attacked by a dog. (laughs) And I was like, fucking Jesus Christ, right? She's like, yeah, it fucking got me pretty good. And I said, you know... She, you know, she starts crying a little bit. She's like, I'm afraid I'm going to have scars. You know, I'm not going to be as pretty as I used to be. And I said, listen, when I was a kid, I got attacked by a dog. She's like, really? I go, yeah, it got me really good. I said, they actually had to do reconstructive surgery. I said, they put the dog down and used part of his jaw to replace my jaw. <laughs> she goes, no way. I go, absolutely. I go, that's fucking, you can feel it. I go, go ahead and feel it. So she reaches over to touch it. And I snap at her fucking finger. <laughs> you could have bite her fingers. <laughs> she immediately starts bawling her eyes out and runs out of the bar. Oh, what man. a fucking piece of shit. Bro, we're going to have to... Let's next- just, uh, I'm just going to make like a PSA that uh, anyone suffering from mental illness should seek help. Yeah. And the friends and people in their lives should seek help for them. Like Jimmy did, doing the right thing, telling the landlord what was up. Yeah, there's a lot of neural diversity out here in this world that we need to be respectful. I, honestly, I think if I was like in your position, I absolutely would have barricaded myself in the room. And I think you can't really handle it much better than you did. By I mean, just you, getting you, yourself you, out of there. You can't call the cops; they're not going to help anything. I mean, you kind of already did with um, fucking well, the landlord. Was well, yeah, 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 yeah. But she called you know, the cops in, on herself in that situation. You know I mean? Like she, she called the cops. He was a landlord, not a yeah. cop. You know what I mean? Yeah. But damn. All right, next time we're going to have to get more into some Bobby C's uh, You know shit. what, the next time Jimmy Like that time out. you almost got our asses kicked by that fucking kickboxing fucking skinhead cop wannabe dude. 
Uh, was that the one that I kissed on the lips? Sounds about I don't, right. I might have been. Remember that guy that uh, it was a big guy wanted to fight me? He, was, Dude, like, he, was he shoved huge. you down. I remember my shirt got real ribs. And, and then he was over at the pool table and I walked over to him. I go, I don't want to fight you. I want to kiss, kiss you. you. I kiss him right yeah, on the lips. Dude. And then after that, he was cool with me. He bought me a couple of drinks. We played some pool. Dude. We used to do Lots the uh, fucked up chicken nights. fights. I used to go and find the biggest guy at the bar and be like, listen, dude, you need a top. You are a fucking great bottom. You get a, <laughs> every doing, I do underground chicken fights every night behind the bar. And they go, what? I go, listen, $100, bro. $100 pop. on their shoulders. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, every time, you remember that? We'd always, I, I, Dude, I get a, I get a big bottom. You go get a top. I meet you in the water behind the bar. All right. Well, that about does it for this edition. Next time, Jimmy, we're going to get into uh, it. I cannot thank you. It's been really Any good. more than just, dude, fuck yeah. It's been fun. Thanks for being here. Uh, I'm Max Messier-Richter. I'm Dan Cotter. And I'm Jimmy. And this is the Rags Editions Podcast. Every this is what's behind the scenes. Cook it in the kitchen. Everybody, what we eat. Oh, Rags Editions. Stories from the kitchen. Kitchen rolls, no encounter.